We hope you'll enjoy this episode of Women Worth Knowing. Make sure you rate us on your podcast app, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Hi, this is Cheryl Broderson in studio with Robin Jones Gunn. And we've got part two of What Robin? Well, we are talking to Teresa with this amazing ministry to Hungary where she just has seen God do things that. In her own words, I'm not doing this. It's just God. He's doing this. But today we want to include Priscilla in the story. And you'll have to remind me of last names because I don't have Priscilla my notes Garcia. in front of me. Yes. Priscilla, Priscilla Garcia. Priscilla Garcia. Hello. Okay. So Priscilla, we, we've heard from Teresa, but I want to I wanna start with you this time. This, uh, But Teresa's still in studio with yeah. us. Say hi, Teresa, just so they know. Hi, everybody. See, <laughs> she's still here because we're not done with her. But Priscilla, I want to talk a little bit about how did you get saved? The short version. The short version. Yes. Um, born and raised Catholic. No doubt in my mind there's a God. Lots of family situations that reminded me that God and my parents taught me God is here in the middle of it. Going through my divorce is when I crashed and burned and realized mm-hmm. I need more than just the Catholic version of God. Mm-hmm. Even went to our Catholic church. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, a recovery for divorce? No, we don't, but do you want to start one? And I remember telling the priest, and I said, I'm bleeding here. How can I start something? Mm-hmm. So as only God puts this together, I met a gentleman, and he directed me to First Evangelical Church in Fullerton with Chuck Swindoll. And he had a singles group there, a million people, but went anyway. And so the the teaching of that particular um, singles pastor, but then sitting in the front row of Chuck Swindoll for a number of years. Yeah. I, I put my girls in the appropriate classes and uh, during the first service, and we'd meet for second service. And Myra, my youngest, would put the Bibles out on the first row, even kicking uh, Cynthia Swindoll out one time. <laughs> Just, no, we're sitting here. <laughs> okay, honey. <laughs> but um, that's where I came to be. And um, um, what a great foundation. And as, as God put it all together, I went to work with Insight for a Living Chuck's um, that right? ministry. In the, they were starting a Spanish ministry. Mm-hmm. So worked with them for almost ten years, and they moved to Texas. But with them. Um, truly God was just in the middle of all that was happening, all that was happening. They happened to have a warehouse sale, and I had a a table with Spanish cassettes, the (laughs) old-fashioned form of communication, um, and and Spanish books. And my to-be husband happened to be shopping Mm -hmm. and saw me and— Shopping for a wife or a cassette? Well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) He came away with both, I apparently. Well, actually, he was trying to read some books, and there's some women in front of him, and there was nothing happening at my table. So I peeked around. I could see how frustrated he was. So I went up to him, good morning. Are you finding everything all right? And he looked at me. And she does this to everybody, I know, because she's done it for me, too. Yes. So he just kind of, oh, my gosh, leave me alone. But we got to chatting, and he took my phone number, and lo and behold, as only God put it together. We were married a year or two later and Beautiful. has been a wonderful stepfather. Mm-hmm. I often think of St. Joseph, mm-hmm. <laughs> Joseph just being the stepfather to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, Frank was just a lot, of, a lot of that. And they have a happy, happy marriage. So, Therese, uh, so you, Priscilla, 
retired, you and Frank retired, and you got more involved in the church, uh, which is Calvary Chapel because you yes. live in the area. And you came to our church. Thank you, Jesus. And you got involved. And so how did you get involved with the Sewing Clutch? Well, um, we came—actually, we came to the church when um, almost your dad's last um, last attendance. Or, mm-hmm. and, and it just— it broke my heart because I'd seen my father-in-law going through the same decline. And I said, Frank, I can't go. It, it's just killing me. And because I was working swing shift, meaning from the 2 to 11 shift at the airport, uh, Frank was listening to Pastor's Perspective. So um, your dad passed away. Um, Brian came to Ascension, of, of a senior pastor. Frank said, okay, we're going. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, let's go. Because I was just... I need a church. I need a church. The kids need to see us attending a church. Mm-hmm. We need to be okay. And so we went. So when we went, um, probably 2014, is that when your dad passed away? 2013. 13, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Um, there was a table at Christmas time, the Swain Clutch having those bags mm-hmm. to pa- to collect items similar to the Samaritan Purse box mm-hmm. that were going out to Indian reservations. And so I went up to them and I said, Okay, I, I don't want a bag, or I'll take a bag, yes, but I do a lot of sewing, and I have some leftover Christmas uh, stockings. Can mm-hmm. you use them? Yes, yes. And they took my phone number, and Debbie called me within a few days, and we chatted forever. Now, I was still working at the airlines, and— And Debbie was a pilot. Yes. So Debbie had, was a, a pilot. And so we, we clicked real well. We, we understood the language of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so we— I, I took. I gave them the basket on the stockings. Debbie called me, and she would. Um, I said I can't attend because it's during the day and I'm working. Mm-hmm. She said, "Okay, why don't we meet in the parking lot of the mm-hmm. bookstore, and I'll give you fabric in the project we're doing, and I'll see you next week." Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then uh, a series of things went down, and um, actually. An incident with the airlines, but God was in the middle of it. You know what? We really do serve a jealous God. Yes. I got to tell you that. We really Mm. do. And honest and truly, I was giving a lot more energy to the airline than I was to my own God. And so through a series of events, I ended up retiring from the airlines and went to work for our local chiropractor that actually um, uh, takes care of our, our Southwest uh, patients, and it gave me an opportunity of sharing God in a different way. So, uh, Creation Fest came up in fifteen. Um, I put in for it. Creation Fest is a trip that we take to England, and yes, which, which Teresa's part yes. too. Mm-hmm. So we signed up, and um, um, I said to Frank, "Okay, we've never been on a mission trip before, but you know what." They speak English over there, so we're going to try this one, okay? And um, so um, we went, came back, and the chiropractor had commented, well, you know, I think we're overstaffed. And I said, what? How can this be? Talked to Frank, my husband, and he said, you know what? It's okay if you retire from then. Mm-hmm. So I went to the swing clash, and I said, guess what? I'm working for the swing clash full time now. <laughs> Literally, I am full time with this thing. Mm-hmm. It's Never to be said that when you retire, you have so much extra time and you're not busy. Honest and truly, I could You had all the pieces like already lined up, so you just walked right into it. Honest and truly, only God can put these things. Okay, 
So oh the sewing clutch began with those bags, mm-hmm. just those bags. And then what happened is Debbie realized that there were all these women who could sew mm-hmm. and kind of didn't know what their place was because their gift was sewing. You know, you're thinking, how would the Lord use sewing? You know, how can I give this? And so she collected them all, and they all met at the prayer room at Calvary. Mm -hmm. But they kept growing. Mm -hmm. There were so many women. And so it all started when she met a missionary named Betsy, who serves in the Mm -hmm. Philippines, who needed these outfits uh, for little girls that would Mm -hmm. be tagged, and these shorts for little boys that would have these special tags so that the children would not be used in human trafficking. So the sewing clutch responded by over making these mm-hmm. women were so excited to take their skills and use them for Jesus that they made too many. This is where mm-hmm. Teresa is going to come into this story. So they said to me, Debbie came to me and she said, Cheryl, we've got too many. Um, we've got too many of um, these outfits. What do we do? And I heard Brian speaking about an orphanage, uh, Ebenezer Grace on Sunday. How can we get them there? And, you know, Debbie's a pilot. So she's kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. You know, where there's a God, it's yes. going to happen. You know, yes. nothing is possible for God. So I'm like, I don't know that orphanage, but I know I have a friend <laughs> who takes things into refugee camps and she has all sorts of connections. And I know she's worked in orphanages in Africa. So I text Teresa, who if you listen to part one, and if you haven't, you have to go back and listen yes. to part one. So I text Teresa Howard and I said Teresa uh, would, would you know anything to do with any of these you know outfits and we've got this sewing clutch and she's like that's wonderful that's incredible yes yes I could and I knew that she was taking these boxes in and I thought well maybe they could take them for the refugee camp so I put her in touch with Debbie and lo and behold Teresa was working already with Ebenezer Grace and wanted to get some clothes for Ebenezer Grace. Oh, just as, came to be. yes, just how okay. it had been put on Debbie's heart. Teresa, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, wow. my, um, how we got more connected with Ebenezer Grace was <laughs> our daughter, Sabrina, who's our oldest, wanted to help an orphanage. And so she asked one of the representatives, Sean Havilar, who's yep. on your staff now, yes, um, to come up and to Harrogate and she set him up all over the place and they came up because it was Sabrina asking and they wanted to get behind what she was doing so she he came and she she set him up in churches and um, he started to tell people about the orphanage and they asked how it happened and he talked about how Argo who's married to Rachel Ayeli out there and they're a family of five um, went and um, he fled Africa, the area of Ethiopia, and ended up in a refugee camp in Bichke, Hungary. And those are the camps I told you about on uh-huh. part one. And he solidified his faith in those camps. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that until Sean came and spoke in Harrogate. And so that's how Mike was standing there, was dead winter, and he said, we, we were a part of that. And so he got on the phone and he called Argo. He said, Argo, is this true? And because I had already started to coordinate items out there, and he said, Mike, it's true. And it, was, it looks like you've been behind us for a long time. Mm. And so um, I got on the phone and I said, How can we do more? And that's when you mm-hmm. connected me with um, the <laughs> yeah. sewing clutch. Yeah. Wow. And Brian had had it on his heart already. But we were, 
I was already, we were already doing this. And then when I spoke to Debbie, mm-hmm. she said, that's amazing because that's who we want to help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the outfits are already made. Yeah. 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 It's all lined up. But it's, it's crazy because, I mean, the coordination that's happened then with Teresa mm-hmm. um, in England and yes. the sewing clutch. I mean, they were able to do a, a bridal gown for a wedding. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about the, the, the bridal gown that you, you guys, um, Somebody was getting married in Hungary. Um, Yes, out in Eastern Europe. There was somebody that needed um, a gown. And Mm -hmm. so the sewing clutch that Hardy had made. um, Wedding dress. Yeah, and several different ones. And they were able to send pictures and give the bride her choice. (laughs) And we were like, where does this go to? And um, I think one of them, if I'm remembering correctly, is the Kulas when they were out in Poland and Mm. out in Cambodia. And so they said, we can use them. Mm-hmm. And then they sent back pictures of people yes. getting married in the gowns that... Is that uh, incredible? The sewing clutch is made. It's so lovely because it just shows how God cares about uh-huh. each individual so and puts all the pieces in motion. Yes. And our response yes. is to just show up and do what he's mm-hmm. asking us to do. Mm-hmm. And what's so great about the sewing is, as Cheryl said, there are m- many women who had that sense of... What can I do? All I can do is sew. Or knit. Or crochet. Right. Mm -hmm. And to be able to have in fellowship and community with the other women at church. Think of all the conversations that have happened over those knitting needles and the lives that have been changed and the relationships that have been formed because you are providing a place for that work to happen. And it just it just stirs in me this thought. There's so many things that we if we're just paying attention to how the Lord's leading us and it doesn't seem that big or it doesn't seem that important, but we just say, okay, I'll do that. Then there's all this space for him to move about and do what he's been wanting to do because we're just willing and available to do the work with him. Every week at Sewing Clutch, we'll have a table where the gals bring in things that they've made during the week and then we do a show and tell. Mm -hmm. I always want to make a big deal out of it because a lot of ladies, everyone has a different level of sewing or um, knitting. Mm -hmm. And any any, um, leader wants to encourage the volunteers in doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so you hold it up. And but where I stand, I look at the ladies and you see little pockets and I've seen um, heartaches and and grief Mm -hmm. and how they gather or celebrations um, challenges. Um, even if you can't sew or uh, knit, you can sort buttons or you can wrap, um, make balls of yarn. To me, it's a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I go yes. home tired. Not to say I'm getting older. <laughs> go home tired. Um, I'm sure it's a good tired though, right, Priscilla? A good tired. Yeah. Um, because you're working for the Lord. I mean, and yeah. it gives you the rest that you need and you get up again. And then to coordinate, especially with Teresa, that, you know, I feel like my obligation is just to pack it up and send it to her. She's the one that mm-hmm. throws it to the winds on the on the other side of the Atlantic. And, you know, we pray over the boxes before they go out. Mm, uh, we're beautiful. just in marvel that one day we will be in heaven. And who knows how many children or adults, any anyone, is going to come up to us and thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. And One year, the sewing clutch actually made 900 blankets. Mm-hmm. That's another story for another day. We'll have mm-hmm. to get Debbie on there to tell yeah. that story because it has one miracle after another mm. in that story. But, you know, what's interesting to me, too, is when I was a young girl and my aunt had this Camp Friendly Acres, she started a sewing clutch at her church. Mm. And they would make dresses Wonderful. for all the girls and uh, shorts for all the boys uh-huh. because it was uh, for foster kids. And so yes. they didn't want anyone to be able to tell who was foster and who wasn't. They wanted to give them all an identity. Sure. And when my aunt was a little girl, she had all these cousins. And her grandmother would have my Aunt Isi and all the cousins come once a year to stay with her for a month. And so the grandmother wanted to be able to tell who her grandkids were. So she made them all these outfits. So that gave Isi... Because Mm -hmm. Isi was an only child, and for once a year, she had this sense of identity and being part of something, Mm -hmm. and she wanted that for the children, so she'd started this sewing clutch that would do that. And then the sewing clutch started making um, quilts, uh, children's baby quilts, and they would sell the proceeds. And my aunt also had been a missionary in um, Puerto Rico and Ecuador, Mm. and so she had started an orphanage in Ecuador called the House of Happiness. And so all the proceeds, some of the clothes would go down to the House of Happiness. But the proceeds, when they would sell the blankets, mm-hmm. all the proceeds went down to the House of Happiness. Mm-hmm. And then out in my aunt's camps, she used to have a um, penny collection. You could only give pennies in your offering. And those pennies were enough to support the House of Happiness for years and years and years. Wonderful. You know, wow. uh, Casa de Feliz. Mm-hmm. But... I just so sewing clutch when it was started at our church, I was absolutely over the top thrilled. Mm-hmm. And I've just watched it grow because we average about sixty five ladies a week. Well, and I even during the lockdown. The because you're in the same building that mm-hmm. the radio station is yes. in and Cheryl, the first time we came in, I met her outside and we walked in and we went to a back elevator or something, and there's tables with foods, and there's happy chatter, <laughs> yes. and there's just so much. I go, what? what is this? Because we're in an office building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She goes, that's the sewing clutch. Mm-hmm. And it just gave me this sense of anything that we do for the Lord can just be beautiful and have this sense of joy and fellowship mm-hmm. and accomplish so much more than just well, the objective is to sew a blanket. No, no. you're going to be doing so many more. No, it, it's not a sweatshop. And I know uh, <laughs> with no, Teresa, was, we have to laugh because, when I walked in. because a lot of the overseas think of us as, you know, can you make 300 uniforms or, or these type oh, of things? Oh, place your no. order. People. You know, yes. yeah. No, 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 no. no. Uh, but Teresa, offer them this. We can do these things. Mm-hmm. Um when you deal with with volunteers, you have to kind of go with the flow. I'm not about, we'll put out a, a request like Nigeria needs to have uh, mm-hmm. 80 mm-hmm. hats and scarf sets. Mm-hmm. This came up just recently, and um, wow. um, we had already closed down for the holidays, the sewing clutch. And so I went through my list and found like a real core group of ladies I knew that could uh, crochet and sew or crochet and knit. I don't do that. I do a lot of sewing, but. I flunked when it came to crochet and knit, <laughs> just flunked. So sure enough, and we ended up with uh, 90, We, I think, um, well, you, you weren't there to receive 91 sets that we sent out to them before Christmas because that shipment is now going to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Yes. So something like this. But Amazing. Yeah. It, it's, and how Nigeria happened is that's a refugee yeah. went into one of the camps in Hungary as well, up in Debertson. 
Prince, who's yes. oh, Prince. and yes. he ended up in that camp uh-huh. because after the Beachgate camp, we were allowed to go to the Debertson camp. And we, Mike and I went out that way with Pastor Bodie, who's Calvary Chapel Debertson, and he used to go into the Debertson camps before he knew the Lord, but he was going to medical school at that time. So now he pastors, but then Prince went into the camp because he had to flee um, his life. And he ended up going um, to Vita Bible School like Argo did. They both did. And they were discipled by mm. all the pastors there, um, Rod, Phil, right, right. everybody. And they went back to Ethiopia and back to Nigeria. And Prince has started at least seven Calvary chapels there. Wow! And, you know, see, this is what I, I love, mm. too, because um, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about— um, Alamina Perry, that was one of the missionaries. She wasn't a missionary. She had an orphanage in um, North Carolina. But one of the things was she had always wanted to be a missionary, and she couldn't. Mm -hmm. But she could support a missionary. And I'm thinking 65 women Mm -hmm. are missionaries, and Mm -hmm. they don't realize it. Mm -hmm. And this is Mm -hmm. a great work. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I know you're on the ground. But I know you, Teresa, you're so appreciative because of these supplies that you Mm -hmm. can— can yeah. take in. Yeah. In fact, even when um, last February, when you came out to our Calvary UT, UK yeah. ladies retreat, and um, we do a boutique mm-hmm. every year, and the boutique helps us to take stuff um, in our luggage or some of those mm-hmm. boxes to different areas. And they've also provided for um, beds for yes. the, uh, the orphanage mm-hmm. and different needs. Mm-hmm. So um, when you came out and we finished, I was sitting. Um, on a chair at the facility we use with Robin Markey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we had a bunch of quilts left over, like mm-hmm. like probably a sofa full of quilts and high. And I was like, I wonder what the Lord's going to mm-hmm. do with these quilts because I'm not created just to sit down. Mm-hmm. And um, a week, five days later, we were on the plane. Mm-hmm. My, Mike, my children, um, another missionary by the name of Dimitri okay. from Finland mm-hmm. were on the plane out to the Ukraine, and we had spawn- responded to um, the outbreak mm-hmm. of the war happening. Mm-hmm. And wow, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we took all of these boxes. We had a whole van full of boxes. In fact, Russia attacked uh, Ukraine while I was at that retreat, and we had mm-hmm. Ukrainians there just crying. Mm-hmm. We prayed. Oh, mm-hmm. And then you went how long after this war started? Really? Five, five days. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, with yeah. all of the supplies that mm-hmm. were already there. Mm-hmm that the Lord knew needed to go in there because, and then we entered back into Hungary, which again, just emphasizes the teamwork mm-hmm. that happens because all of those people that were part of the churches and the Lord was raising up or pastoring now, and the Lord put on our hearts to come alongside and contact the pastors, mm-hmm. say, are you guys okay? What do you need? And it was Bodie that said, if you help Joe Brown, Joel Brown in the Ukraine, Joe and Katja, who've stayed there since day one because she's Ukrainian serving. He's a pastor there of Calvary Makachevo, where Marilyn Gibbs used to Mm -hmm, serve. mm -hmm. He said, you help me. And Mm -hmm. so one day we were driving along the border and we were supposed to get this van full of aid because not only the sewing clutches in there, but other things like medical items Mm -hmm. and different things that people donate, we take all over. I know you took insulin in too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're driving and we're supposed to meet this van that's supposed to go across the border because you have to have Ukrainian plates to cross the border. We mm-hmm. couldn't cross in our Ukrainian, in our Hungarian plate. Mm-hmm. Again. 
but the Ukrainian van broke down. Oh, no. So we're like, Lord, what do we do? And Joel phones us. He's in the heart of the Ukraine. This is when the bombings mm-hmm. were starting to happen everywhere. You're seeing the pictures on the TV. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. frightening. Mm-hmm. He said, Mike, I need all that stuff in your van. I heard you have aid. I have at least, I think at the time it was it was between three and seven refugee centers. Mm-hmm. And all of our electricity just went out. Mm-hmm. I need what you have. Mm-hmm. And Mike said, well, how can we get this to you? And my three young ones, young adults, teenagers heard Joel on the phone, never meeting him yet, having met him. Well, actually at a Vita conference. Mm-hmm. They, did. they said, mom, we're going to take those in. I said, you're what? I said, we're going to, Joel said, you can walk them in. You can walk the border in. And I said, we're going to walk the aid in. And they said, he said, yeah, walk the aid in. It's the best way. And the kids said, we're doing this mom. Mm. And um, you're not stopping us. Mm. And Mike said, I'm in. That's the kind of rebellion yes. you want your kids to have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If only, yes. And wow. um, Dimitri, who was driving us, who I can't say much, but knows yeah. the situation. He said, you shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. And what's the plan if you don't come out? Where do I take the van? And I'm like, you shouldn't be telling me this right now. <laughs> this is kind of scary. And it started to make me shake. But the kids strategized all on their own because they had gone out with us on missions their whole life. Mm-hmm. And they've taken these boxes Strange. with us to bring hope to people, to bring mm-hmm. the gospel, to bring supplies. And um, they said, and they got out of the van. They took apart all the boxes, found all of these big black plastic bags that were in one of the box and they piled everything in there. And I'm talking a whole van full mm-hmm. and they walked across the border and we got up to the first gate and um, Mike was showing the charity papers, which the Lord mm-hmm. gave us charity um, mm-hmm. papers since the beginning and um, went through four guard gates and they relayed these bags mm-hmm. for a couple hours across the border. Wow. Wow. And um, people were like, what are you doing, Ukrainians? And I, yeah. we were saying, this is aid for you. And once they mm-hmm. found that out, they started to throw the bags oh. over the fence and help us. And yeah. one man even was a paraplegic mm-hmm. in an old World War II wheelchair. And he came alongside me because I was supposed to stay at the border. But once I watched my kids go in, oh. and Mike, I said, I can't stay mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I went in. And it was sh- It was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I was walking, the paraplegic came alongside me and he said, give me the bag. And I said, what? He said, give me those bag. And they were full of quilts from the mm-hmm. sewing clutch ministry. <laughs> so I gave him a bag and he put it on his lap and his wife was pulling suitcases and I carried two on me and my kids were just relaying back. And at that point in time, it was fresh. Mm-hmm. It, the war was fresh. Mm-hmm. People were weeping as they were mm-hmm. saying goodbye to each other at the border. And there was at least... There were hundreds of people walking in Mm. different directions trying to get out or say goodbye, and we're going in. And so this man begins to take this journey with me with all this aid, and they start talking to me. Where are you from? And I was shaking inwardly Mm -hmm. every Mm -hmm. single step as my kids were (laughs) running back and forth. But I felt like it was God's way of putting, whether they were real angels, they were angels to Mm -hmm. me, and um, they walked me through every border and said to the border gods, these are my friends. You need to let them in. Mm. And we made it all the way through the other side. And I told Joel and Katja, you need to meet these people. And as I went back to help the kids and came back, they had gone off into the crowds. 
and we I never got their names, but Joel got his van full of aid. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. So and oh then God, since then we've been ten yeah. times with what you guys have sent over and um different things like candles and um generators and stuff like that uh, over. Uh, and Teresa's been very generous in sending pictures even to give us a snapshot of what what it's like over there. And it's just heartbreaking and so moving to see our particular quilts. Uh, Part of these quilts is that I, because I'm such a silly perfectionist, I cut out all the squares. Because if you know anything about sewing, if you don't cut it out square, your item is not going to come out right. Mm. So it needs to be. So I've cut every single one of those squares out. And the others have created and put them together and created uh, quilts. And and to know that all of us had one part of, of this this creation of a quilt and that it's it's holding uh-huh. someone warm. Uh-huh. Yes. And, and, and then tight. to see a picture yeah. and you realize that was the labor of love from your hands. Yeah. It's on the other side of the world Huge ministering blessing. to someone. Huge blessing. Beautiful. In fact, you the know. most recent that I received pictures, a couple of them. One is newborn babies and yes. the, the newborn yeah. unit uh-huh. having the hats that you guys yes, made. That we sent. But also Joel and Katja, yes. they are so brave. I'm so proud of every mm-hmm. one of our missionaries and pastors mm-hmm. out um, on the field and out in Eastern Europe in this time because, again, they came together for such a time as this. But um, he sent me a picture of this lady in a Born torn village wearing um, one of the is it the cape sh- that you guys the shawls the, the, the shawls? crocheted shawls mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. her uh-huh. and with the electricity off and one mm-hmm. of the candles that candle. was also in the aid a, a, a very impressive picture yeah. just and speaks volumes of what's yes. going on over there yeah so these people have no energy no electricity yeah well it's it's so inspiring and it also from the very startup of this it's you see it's an ordinary couple of women with a, a sort of a willingness to be open to whatever the lord has for them mm-hmm. and then he multiplies it and multiplies yes. it and for Absolutely. both of you Teresa and Priscilla you're just doing what you can do and what you have before you each day and and then the Lord has blessed it. That inspires me so much because yeah. I think with all of us, we just think, what can I do? I, th- mm-hmm. I, I don't have this great gift or talent or something, but it's just those little loaves and fishes mm-hmm. that he multiplies, mm-hmm. he blesses, mm-hmm. multiplies, and it goes out mm-hmm. to the multitude. And that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I always encourage the women that I speak to about Soin Clatch that it's not their ability but their availability mm-hmm. and so to is. come and there it is yes even if they can create uh design a quilt mm-hmm. perfect i mean they didn't touch a sewing machine or a pair of scissors they just slapped things up on a flannel board and mm-hmm. created and we'll sew it together yeah. well and it's so important in where we are as a culture now yes. because we've been in such isolation and yes such independent mm-hmm. at home doing mm-hmm. what and to be able to draw together mm-hmm. and have that fellowship and mm-hmm. to be ministering when the work is going on, but then for that blessing to go out yes. is a way of us being back in the flow of things. Yep. Yeah. And, and Teresa said in the first episode of <clears throat> just 
you know, it's sort of this thought of being unstoppable. I'm just going to go in and ask my questions. I'm just going mm-hmm. to present my suggestions. And that that's faith. That's yes. the yeah. really small steps of faith that everyone sh- and the the way that we see this podcast women worth knowing is that every woman is a woman worth knowing but also that when a woman surrenders her life to the lord yes. and trusts him she's unstoppable oh. yep. yeah and i think that in psalms um early on in the psalms it says all they fruit is found in the all thy springs are found in thee. Sorry, in Hosea it says, "All thy fruit is found in me," and um, just abiding. You know, Beautiful. it's like coming from. I, I grew up in a broken home with a dad that had post traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. I made myself available. It's just abiding in him. Yes, and he'll bear fruit. He'll bear the fruit. It's not anything of ourselves. No. It's again, um, it's it's of the Lord, His hand guiding every step. But also how he connects people as a team yes. together for his glory. And God is to get good. done his his Absolutely. God and I'm so good. glad that you shared this with us because I think it's gonna motivate a lot of listeners to say, Well, what can I, I pray do? It or, does. Mm-hmm. What other woman can I meet with? Or yes. can I start praying about how the Lord would open a door? So you're you two are faith builders <laughs> for us today to just have that vision to to see what it is that the Lord's inviting us to do. Yeah, as he accomplishes his purpose, it's mm-hmm. beautiful. Well, we are going to close this episode. I am Robin Jones Gunn. I have been here with Priscilla Garcia and Teresa Howard, and they have been sharing this beautiful story of just what what is the, the verse? Whatever the Lord puts in your hands, it, I, I shouldn't even try to quote it because I'm doing it so poorly. But that's how I just kept thinking as you were talking. Like, just look at what He's given you, dedicated to Him. And, and see what he does with it. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you, us. Robin, for You're having so us. You're so welcome. Thank you. Bye.